0: Hello everyone, thank you for your attention. It's time to get you ready for takeoff. We know you have lots of choices, so thanks for choosing American. We're happy to be your airline. Now if you'll just follow along with me, we'll be on our way.
1: Hello, welcome back to the What's Happening Podcast. Today I have Josh on and we're talking about travel, I would say, um, basically everything travel. Josh has been to like near 50 countries and I've been to a few as well, so I thought, why not get them on and talk about shit things that we've done when we've been away, you know, destinations, funny experiences, you know, where I would recommend, all that sort of stuff. So, without going on and talking any more shit, what we'll start talking with, it's a good question. There's so much you could actually go on about. Talk- okay, we'll start with... Just straight off the block, where's the best place you've ever been? And then we'll take it from there.
0: Best place I've ever been, I would have to say, was Brazil. And it was actually pretty yeah. recently. It was like my last major trip. It was November before Fuck. COVID Before Rona. Before the Rona season came in. So, Where in Brazil? Like Rio. Rio. Oh, Rio. Oh, okay, so, nice. Yeah. yeah, it's bucket list stuff, but yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting place. Because although you've got the whole the image that it says paradise, which I'm not going to tell you it's not, it is. It's a pretty fucked up place. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, the like, gangs. Yeah, and all, the I'm biggest sure. uh, favela in South America, Rocinha, mm-hmm. um, sort of filters into Rio. So while you can walk across Copacabana and have the most amazing beach, you fucking gotta watch yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like super comforting when yeah. you're there. You know, you they recommend when you go. So I have with my girlfriend. You know, she's not over like handbag jewelry. I yeah. know how they were watching often, like you really not meant to bring your phone out. With yeah, that sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Yeah, I, for such a massive Kavana, tourist destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're walking on Copacabana, like don't get me wrong. See, when you go to the Christ the Redeemer, yeah. or uh, there's a couple of other places like the Copacabana Fort and stuff. Once you go through like the security pass, you're fine. You can walk about yeah. 10 watches if you want, but <laughs> in the general public, you're really advised against any sort of. See,
1: that is so weird. Like, yeah. and that is the thing as well. Like, to be fair, about going away and on holidays and stuff. When you go to these tourist destinations, it's it is very like one sided. It's like a yeah. facade of you know what it actually is, Yeah. and it was kind of like I went to St. Petersburg, and have you been to St. Petersburg?
0: I've been to Moscow, never went made, to St. Petersburg.
1: So like St. Petersburg's really really weird because like the outskirts is all like Soviet shit, mm-hmm. you know, like Soviet tar blocks and just yeah. gray and dull and depressing as fuck, like, and in the city centre is all, like, because it used to be, like, the imperial mm-hmm. capital, so it's all fancy golden buildings, like, yeah. golden churches, you know, like, marble line shit, like, it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. and whenever you're on the, like, even the, the metro stations are, like, made of, like, crystal, like, everywhere, yeah. and it's, when you're in the city centre, you know, it's very much all the tours, everything, all that shit is about all that fancy imperial shit, mm-hmm. um even if you want to go, there are some like imperial palaces like on the outskirts of the city and to get there, they take you by boat. Like, I don't know if boat was quicker than, <laughs> you know, going by car. I doubt it. Yeah. but
0: well, it's a nice experience. It's a nice experience. They also probably yeah. charge you more. Take well, you by yeah, boat. probably. And also
1: <laughs> they probably take you by boat to avoid you going through all the like, you yeah. know, sl- like the slums and stuff. Yeah. And do you know what I mean that way? But yeah, no, I, I get your point of view about that. Like I, I don't know Brazil. Like it would have been their summer as well, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, we went in November, so they have carnival, which is like oh yes, our twelfth. I'll, I'll compare it to, <laughs> which is I would say January, February is the peak summer, yeah. but you're talking sort of the equivalent of our June, well the European uh-huh. June anyway. So it was good, but as I said, listen, it's it's a paradise and it's unbelievable. Yeah. But there's it's not like the safe haven, and that's why I think obviously people of you know you see people go to the Maldives and stuff. That's Cause you don't have no hassle over there. No. You know, you go to your water villa, you chill out, you have that's fine. But Rio, you've got the beaches, but then what? What else apart yeah. from that? You know, aside from the tourist resorts, you know, are you going to yeah, sit on the beach all day? That's why yeah. I think people would would choose among these or that sort of trip more. Whereas Rio, it's a massive city, but and, there's nothing in it. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that have nothing. Yeah, and if they see this that ginger got, fella yeah. walking in the street, would watch yeah. watch on They know you're you know, not from there. He's and got like, something yeah. perhaps because if he's flew there, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, whereas they have nothing, so. It's it's uh, some of the things over there was pretty crazy, but it's it's unbelievable. Like we got a we got an Uber to a place called Museo de Amajo, which uh-huh. is like a museum of tomorrow. It's yeah, just something you do when you know. Her. Yeah, you we know, went that far. You, go, you, you never you'll, you'll go to and a and museum on every every the museum. try and take every box. Yeah. Holidays, yeah, try <laughs> and take every box. But it was the <laughs> time that Flamengo, the biggest yeah. sort of football team in Rio. Won the Brazilian Premier League on the Saturday mm-hmm. because two other teams in the league drew, and on the Sunday they actually played in Peru and won the Brazilian Champions League. Yeah. So it's like Liverpool being awarded the Premier League on the sat- Saturday Aye. and winning the Champions League the Sunday. It was crazy. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So they came back from Peru and had an open-top bus parade around the city. So our Uber had the detour, and he sort of said, "This look, I have to go this way." The Portuguese there's not great English over there yeah. for being such a big tourist destination. So this speaks Portuguese and. He was busy, telling us He had to go through a street, and it was sort of not through a favela, as such. But he said, "Look, go through this way quickly. It's the best way for us." Yeah. And it's shady area, like yeah. you know, it was really <laughs> you're sort And there was a motorbike coming one way, and it was a really narrow street, and you were delayed for maybe a couple of minutes, and it was just yeah, you were unnerving. Yourself, like, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. You wouldn't have went that. You wouldn't have went to the museum if you knew that was gonna be there. Yeah, if you knew that was what coming happened. around so the corner. There's a lot can be said for planning ahead, but no, nah, I would. I'm not gonna run down Rio, but it's yeah, gives you the two yeah. sort of worlds.
1: Yeah. Is so, said, okay, um, worst?
0: Worst place I've been? I never like saying a place is bad. Yeah. I never like saying a place is bad. I get bored in like a Brussels or something. Yeah. I don't know. There needs to be something there for me to, to be at. I like maybe weirder places because as I've traveled more, it takes something a wee bit different to excite me. Yeah. Whereas maybe someone going on their first trip or someone... I've seen like on a
1: EU headquarters. I mean, if you've seen it once, you've seen yeah. it a hundred times. Do you know.
0: Yeah, because I went to Brussels once, and then I went to game on my granddad. And when yeah. I went with my granddad I was brilliant to travel him, but for me, yeah, there was, was no like bore. fulfillment being there. Yeah, so I always try to try to go somewhere new, and if I really like somewhere, I'll go back. Yeah, I really like Ukraine. I'll be yeah, back, I think three or four times to Ukraine in the last Kiev two years. Or? Kiev, yeah, yeah it's a fantastic city. But then,
1: yeah, no then one. I mean, who
0: says? Who says I want to go to Ukraine? But yeah. many people should because it's incredible. But as far as the worst city would be, or worst place I visited, I didn't like Cyprus. No. wasn't Cyprus for Southern very Southern or Northern
1: Cyprus, or both? Nicosia was in the Nicosia, centre. Yeah. That's probably why
0: I didn't like it, because yeah. you know, you're going down to the coastal towns, the party, the party and stuff, but we ended up staying in Nicosia, and that was purposely for the historical point of view, because half of it's sort of yeah, Turkish side and be. half of Greece, so you, you do that little border cross and something I wanted to do, and... There wasn't an awful lot else. You no. know what
1: I mean? I, it was just kind of so like... So it's, it's not it's... Not yeah. I'm not saying
0: it's would say I didn't enjoy legacy, perhaps. <laughs> I yeah. enjoyed it for what I've done, but there wasn't an awful lot to Yeah.
1: It's kind of like... Uh, have you ever been to... I take it you've been to Berlin, like, yeah. yeah. Checkpoint Charlie and all? Yeah. It's like, there's not really much there. Like, you walk across big it. city, Berlin. Berlin is. Big I, city. I really liked Berlin, to be fair. Um, I never really had any issue with Berlin. The biggest problem we had going to Berlin was we were interrailing at the time. And... So we get a train for some reason. We were coming from Krakow to Berlin, and there was no, like, overnight train. Yeah, like we went from Florence to Vienna. Like, and it was one of those older, you know, like t- Harry Potter style trains, and like had the cabin yeah. and you had the bunk beds in it and stuff. But for some reason, there was no overnight train. Went from Krakow to Berlin. So mm-hmm. we got a train initially from Krakow. Went from Krakow to. I don't know, some random place. Mm. And it took us four hours left at maybe eight at night and got to wherever we were, met, wherever it stopped at 12, yeah. got off it. It was like a nice train. It was kind of like a TransLink, like half decent.
0: A glider? It was a glider. glider. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was a fucking TransLink minibus. Yeah. Um, but got, but that's that. No, that's how bad it was, me saying like, oh, it was a TransLink train. It was nice. Yeah. So got off that by 12 at night, some random train station, got some other train that was like the trains you would get with the cabins in them. Mm-hmm and everyone, like, all of us were assigned to a cabin, and it said a set of cabins, like, had eight, but there was no beds, it was just, like, seats. So it was just us, eight, us, like, six, plus two other randomers, some big, massive, like, I mean, like, about six feet eight, and not fat, not muscly, but, like, a bit of both. Yeah. And he was, like, I don't know where he was from. Like, he looked like he could have been in the SAS or something, you know, that kind of way. <laughs> um, He came in and sat beside us, didn't even acknowledge just Just stirred in the oblivion. And we were like, Jesus Christ. And then someone else came in. And I was like, I can't stick this. So I just sat looking out the window for that. About four hours from there. Got off the train after that. About four in the morning. Had to sprint across, across some random train station. It mm-hmm. was in the middle of nowhere. Like just in the middle of some like field in Poland. Yeah. It was just this platform. No road state. Nothing. Had to get off that train there. Run up like this grass hill to this mm-hmm. other track that was going over across and there was like this really modern train on it that was going into berlin city center got on that got to some train station in berlin at about half five in the morning no taxis nothing and it said like we got like you know where our hostel was and stuff and it was like hostel was like eight kilometers away so, so like we we me soaks you know and guess we were like right fuck this we'll just walk yeah so we we walked the eight kilometers after i had no sleep that night like and it was roasting. And it was okay. a whole length of... Do you know Karl Marx Alley in Berlin? Mm-hmm. It's, the, like it's just straight the whole yeah. way. The whole length of that. We just walked out. We were backpacks on. And as soon as we got to the hostel, at about nine in the morning or something, obviously the girl was like, look, you can't check in until like 12. Yeah. And we were like, oh, Jesus. So we then, she goes, you can go upstairs if you want and sit there. So we went upstairs and sat on these sofas. Me And I honestly closed my eyes. And next thing, I woke up and it was like four in the afternoon, and like I was never been as tired in my life. But like the the hosteler was c- like class because it was yeah. one of those ones. You had the bunk beds, but like each bunk bed was like completely like private. Mm-hmm. So you had on each side of the bunk bed was like a wooden wall, and then the side you got in had like a a wooden like like a like a, like a slide thing you could pull across. Yeah, so it was like your own. You're in your own wee like cubicle thing. It was and it had its own like light and its own wee like. What do you call that? Um like a shelf to put your shit on and all. It was really cool. Like, um, but some of the hostels we stayed in, like, Jesus. The worst hostel I think, like talking about hostels, was we were in Rome. And like Rome was class. Like I loved Rome. But the hostel we stayed in was horrendous. Like there was eight beds in it. We went in and it was like some old, you know, like classical building. Yeah. Went into the room. There was a toilet. Toilet had no fan in it. And there was only one toilet, one shower. There was no fan and a, like no window yeah. in the toilet. So like, see in the morning when all of us were having a shower, by the time the sixth person was going in for a shower, like the place was like the Amazon, it was soaked. Yeah. And like there was actually a tile hanging on the railing that no one had touched, that was just looked as if someone had thrown it in the bath. It was that wet. That wet. And like the toilet had no toilet seat in the toilet. Like and there was one plug in the entire hostel room for eight ba- eight beds. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, man, it was absolutely horrendous. Um, I'd say, actually, I'd say that's probably, like, the worst accommodation I've ever had. Um,
0: See, my travels aren't that exciting in regards to accommodation. Mate,
1: see some of that, like, talking about that train thing before we go on, because I, I do want to talk about that. So, we, if anyone's ever listening, is listening to this and has ever went into railing and you've had an overnight train, you'll know what I'm talking about. But we, so we got a train from, first train we got into really, was Rome to Florence, right? Class, like mm-hmm. TGV, high speed, coolest thing ever, right? Next train we got was from Florence to Vienna, right? And we got on the train, now it was, at le- it was about 40 degrees, and Florence train station was just like a sauna, like it's just cement peak blocks everywhere, peak of the yeah. summer, yeah. So we got into the cabin just after like, maybe it was like seven at night, mm-hmm. Got into the cabin, no aircon because it's an old train, the window's closed, no word of a lie, one of the boys that's with us is at the front, we're all standing there blocking the entire alleyway with our big bags and all, and the conductor's like, you in here? So we're like, okay, so one of the boys opened the door, as soon as he opened the door, all I heard from him was fucking hell, and he just turned around and looked at us, (laughs) and it was like the sheer look of dread on his face, I was like, what's wrong, like what the fuck's wrong, right? And he literally went, Jesus, just go in there. <laughs> and all of us, one by one, stuck our head into the cabin and went, fuck. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, I have never witnessed anything as warm in my life. Yeah, It was like, the thing was maybe as big as like, if anybody has like a utility room where you keep your like washing machine and shit, the room was maybe that size. Mm-hmm. It had six beds in it, like three bunk beds on either side. Yeah. And the space between each bed, like, between the two rows of beds in the middle was maybe just about wide enough to stand in right made it was an absolute sweat box it must have been about 70 degrees i have never like as soon as the heat hit me i felt physically sick Mm -hmm. so we all nominated you know scott brown we all nominated scott to go in because the boy the conductor was like pushing us to get in there's all these other people trying to get on the train and we're like jesus do not put me in there he's like trying to was trying to like feed a kid vegetables (laughs) you know when they're like leaning away and all the conductors trying to push us into this room so we got a, like Scott goes in, claims the top bunk. No idea why, because he obviously rises. Yeah. Claimed the top bunk, got up, put his stuff in, and that's the thing. There was no storage space, so your bag was literally the bottom of your bed. The so no the bed you. was maybe five foot long. Mm-hmm. Then your bag was at the bottom of the bed, on top of that, and like there was no standing room. Like you couldn't even sit up. No matter what level of the bed you were on, you couldn't like sit up. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like obviously you couldn't stand up. You couldn't even sit up. You had to like bend over. Yeah, it was right on top to you. of it. So he went up, we literally stood there. It must have been 30 seconds. He went up, put his stuff in. And the second he came down, his t shirt was soaked in sweat. <laughs> he actually had to like he showed us it the next day, and it was just the whole t shirt was originally white. Mm-hmm. It was literally orange. That and it was sta- it was ruined. Like yeah. it was it was so unbearably warm. I have never witnessed anything like it in my life. And we once the train started going, we I picked the middle bunk, which was a great idea because the way the window was when you opened the window when the train was moving the air came in was cold mm-hmm. but where the air came in it only sort of came in and hit the middle bunk mm-hmm. and then didn't go anywhere else so like the bottom bunk was kind of okay because it yeah. got a wee bit but see the top bunk was still boiling the entire night and we like i got the middle bunk once the train started moving i was like this is fine yeah and we woke up the next day and i was looking out the window and we're like going through the austrian alps and all Beautiful. and i said like, this is gorgeous and all and then i looked up the top bunk and i Sam and or Scott and someone else both sitting there, literally look as if they just went twelve rounds, with like Mike Tyson. I've never went like that was the weirdest and the funniest accommodation I think I've <laughs> ever had. Like I've never like the heat, honest to God. Like do you know what it was it's like a sauna.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know when you open the door to go into a sauna and it initially hits you and you're like fuck. Yeah. And you know like when you like actually breathe in through your nose. And it burns the inside of your nostrils. That's how <laughs> you warm it was. It was fucking wild. I have never experienced anything like that in my life.
0: I, I was minutes, well not minutes away, but it was in a real dilemma one night. I went to the World Cup in Russia. And there's a landlocked area of Russia, which you wouldn't even think is Russia. Oh, this is in Kaliningrad. Like near Germany, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like border in Germany, Lithuania, Poland, Belarus. So I was there um, for a World Cup game, Serbia-Switzerland. And after the match, I was meant to get a 24-hour train from Klinigrad to Moscow. And for all the travel I've done, I'm not a great flyer. Yeah. So this was how it's happy I days. Flying, getting the yeah, I'm not a great flyer. I'll, I'll, anyone knows that? And it's, I don't, don't know why it is, but <laughs> after the match, I was thinking to myself, like, it's a two-hour flight or a 24-hour train. You know, I could get really maximize my time in Moscow I by fly. flying. Yeah. And it was like a 68-pound flight with like Ural Airlines. And I used <laughs> to work in an airport and Russian Airlines don't have a great record. No. Like, just Does it any surprise you? Like any time of any century, whatever Russian Airlines have never had a great records. So I was that was a even bigger. I'd say if it was like that easy, be, jet easy Jet or, so, or someone you yeah. knew was dead on happy days, but I don't know. Just the the concern deep within me sort of edged <laughs> towards twenty four hour train. And I remember actually coming out of the stadium in Kliningrad. And there was a load of like, volunteers, you know, Yeah, a load of local yeah. sort of Russian kids and stuff working. I actually stopped and said to one of them, Have you ever heard of Ural Airlines? And he didn't. He couldn't make out what I was trying to talk to him. So I'd done the whole Google Translate and he must have thought I was another. I was, see, when you're concerned about something you're paranoid, you like seek reassurance. Yeah. I was going through that stage. Yeah. I just had a crack at night at the World Cup match and first thing I did outside the stadium, I was like, Fuck, what do I do here? Do I fly or do I get the train? And I flew in the end and it was like, The flight was like delayed by an hour. It left at like half four in the morning. There was like, 20 people on it on you know a standard size <laughs> yeah. train. and it just felt real shitty yeah and fuck see whenever I landed in Moscow I've never been so happy and then obviously I got to make the most of the time but yeah. part of me also says if it was back then I'd have probably got the train because yeah. when else are you going to get a 24 hour train across Russia you know it's a mean?
1: weird experience yeah. long long distance trains are so so strange because I
0: had it all set out we met again in the bus so in Kaliningrad you got a bus from the centre Kaliningrad to the, the football stadium football stadium was a wee bit outside the centre and some boy, Russian fella, he was talking to me. He says, oh, I'm the same train as you, same train as you. So I thought, happy days, I'll know someone. Or, or <laughs> I could be in yeah. a bit of over if he's in the same compartment <laughs> as me, I don't know. So it uh, was all sorted. And then outside the grind coming out, I says, nah, I need a flyer. I can't fuck You know what I mean? But I was yeah. really paranoid about yeah, flying. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. It was Obviously, there was a fear of flying of some sort within me. 24-hour trains, a lot. like Yeah, or a two-hour flight, and then you're getting yeah. an extra. And you're there straight yeah. away. I mean, I, the hotel give me like i arrived at the hotel so i say i landed like half six or something the hotel what, the in the morning? I got there, yeah because hmm. was half four in the morning flight oh, right, and yeah, stuff yeah. so by the time i got there at the hotel it was maybe like nine they gave me early checking and stuff happy and days I slept all day yeah. i actually slept in and missed a world cup match <laughs> that <was pretty> good. <laughs> I did you
1: probably got out if you were on the train
0: no no so whenever i went to russia uh, once i got off the flight went to the hotel i was meant to i had tickets for a yeah. match that day Obviously, if I got the chain. I was going to miss it. So, it did, I wasn't that bothered when I woke up. Yeah. But I actually ended up sleeping in while I was in Moscow.
1: I see you missed
0: it anyway. we yeah. had <laughs> Belgium against Algeria, I think. Or Belgium against Tunisia, perhaps. Yeah, I beat them like six. Nil it or was or like something. five, five, one or five, five two yeah. It was like a cracking game, too. Nightmare. Was but, that... What do you um,
1: call a stadium? The big stadium in Moscow? Olympic there's, stadium? There's
0: Olympic. There's Nikki stadium as well, or something like that. But because I was in the zone of potentially missing it anyway, because it was... Yeah, you weren't the, that bothered. Because the train was going to be the experience. The train yeah. wasn't an easy way travelling. It was the experience of yeah. doing it. But for some reason, I just said, fuck, it'll fly.
1: Yeah. 24-hour 20, train. Trains, overnight trains in general that you sleep on are really weird. Yeah. Like, and one thing I noticed as well, throughout Europe, compared to like the UK and like Northern Ireland in particular, is they utilise trains so much more. Mm. Like, any major, like Rome train station, we went into Rome central station, about 20 platforms. And like you look at the board, and it, the board looks like an airport. Yeah. yeah. You've got like Munich, Madrid, Paris, Barcelona, Belgrade, it, Bratislava. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They really utilize their use of trains. And yeah. near, like, near, like, you look, the biggest train station in Northern Ireland's what Great Victoria Street. And it's got what, four platforms? Yeah. Even Dublin, like Connolly Station in Dublin, is maybe like seven or eight. Yeah, mate, y- you end up in a random train station in the middle of nowhere in Central Europe, and there's like twelve platforms.
0: Do so you know much, what I mean? So much more efficient than, as you said, you could be in any small town, and there's probably a train to like a reasonably big town of a different country. Every like well, ten you know minutes. What I mean, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like,
1: good. and the price as well. I noticed that's amazing. when I was away, mate. Now, don't get me wrong. Have I ever? I rarely ever pay for public transport when I'm away, and. Um, I remember, like when we were in Florence, we went to get in the bus, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like I've never witnessed this in my life. Florence's bus system works on like a, I don't even like just an honesty agreement. You know, like if you're staying in a campsite and have like an honesty box where if you take something, you just put money so, like, in. Have
0: you been at Dublin Airport, the water? That's what it's like. Yeah, in the box. For the it's kind of
1: like at me like, but you're meant to pay. But it's the way it works. They never check because how it works is you buy a ticket. So there's the wee ticket machines, obviously at the like bus stops. Yeah. But obviously we couldn't read them because for some reason they were only in Italian yeah. and I had no idea what was going on. So we just thought, oh, we'll ask when we get in the bus. So the door of the bus opened and I goes to the bus driver, can we buy a ticket? And he went, no, no, you buy a ticket at machine. And I went, "All oh, right." And he goes, just sit down. <laughs> so I just sat and I was like,
0: but those boys are getting their ways anyway. They no, but it's not even,
1: these. it's not even that. Like everybody that we, because we then watch people get on and off. Yeah. Everyone that got on the bus driver never checked a ticket. No one ever asked for a ticket, so we were like, "You're meant to buy a ticket at the machine, but no one ever checks whether you buy it's one like or, not. or not." So we went. We were there three days. Must have got about fifty buses. Didn't pay for a ticket once.
0: There's various cities I've been to. I think I was in Basel for that Northern Ireland Playoff a of years ago. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was like some free transport around that city. And it was Lux- ridiculous. Luxembourg has like certain days of the week that it's free as you don't well. Have to pay oh, for yeah. it. it
1: was just I honestly couldn't believe it. And then like Rome. The underground in Rome, no one ever manned it, and the barriers were that low, mate. You could have yeah. stepped over it. We just everyone just climbed the barriers.
0: You've been on some undergrounds where if you don't walk through it within that second, you're getting oh, clattered bad. There's some risky ones down St. there. St. Petersburg was like at me; it was
1: mental. See the doors and the trains were like there was no safety on them, and they just slammed <laughs> shut. Like if your arm was out, mate, you were losing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And even even London undergrounds really like strict. But see something, honestly, you just walk on them. You
0: can get means, no way. Like, you it see them boys on YouTube that do them no-money challenges and...
1: Ah, yeah, to try and get on them and there's all. There's yeah. so
0: many ways you can get about... It was like, fucking crazy.
1: And the yeah. same with, like, even how cheap it is when you do have to pay for it. Like, we got a train from Rome Central Station to the beach, which is about an hour and 40 minutes in the train. Mm-hmm. Cost us, like, two, three euro. Mm-hmm. You think it's about 80 quid to get from Belfast to Dublin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just crazy. Like, um... But I don't even, I'm trying to think. Accommodation was funny. Traveling. Planes. I mean, you were talking about planes there. I hate, as you say, like I'm the same. I hate planes. I hate flying. It terrifies me. But I remember one of the funniest things. We were going to, I can't remember, it was last year. We were going somewhere. I think we were going to Athens. And I get on the plane and there was like six of us. No, seven of us or six five or seven i can't remember but there was an odd number so we couldn't all sit you know three and three someone was like there were seven of us because there was three three and then i was on my own yeah so i ended up being my own like a few rows back and there were these two like older ladies like not elderly but like you know kind of like my mom's age like 50 odds mm-hmm. and they're sitting on the inside and i'm sitting down and they were english like talk talking away to me and stuff and You know, I was just like, if anyone knows me, I just talk shit. So, like, I was just talking away to them about it. They're like, oh, where are you going? Who are you going with? And all this sort of stuff. And then the guy came down with the drinks. Mm -hmm. Now, Athens is like a five hour flight, five and a half. The guy came down with the drinks. He's like, just one inning. And I said, no, 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 I'm all right. And the girls were like, these girls were like, oh, no, no, half something, half something and all. You know, (laughs) can't have you not have. We'll buy it and all. And I'm like, no, mate. I was like, no, no, honestly, honestly, don't. And they're like, oh, at least just have something. What do you like? And I was like, all right. I like Jameson and Coke. So they bought me a Jameson and Coke. That was fine. Had one. And I hadn't ate anything in the ages because the flight was, you know, like early in the morning and I hadn't eaten yeah. anything since like the night before. And they then bought me another one. I was like, fine. And then I was like, right, no more. She started up in the doubles. Mate, I got up to go to the <laughs> toilet. You say that, you say that. Like I got up to go to the toilet, came back. There was two more cans of Coke and three more of the mini Jameson bottles. Mm. And each of them were like a shot and a half. And I was like, fucking hell. So I drank them all. And you know why, obviously at altitude and stuff, it hits you quicker and stuff? Yeah. Mate, honest to fuck, I was coming off that plane, right. walking down the steps of that plane, mate, sideways. I was like, what is going on, I have...
0: border control to tell you to get back. Mate, no, didn't know because it was, luckily <laughs> enough, it was, you know those <laughs> automatic things, ones, mate?
1: Yeah. Honest to fuck, like, as soon as the door opened to like, you know, like the hot air and stuff, yeah. and it hit me, mate, and I was like, whoa. Oh, and I obviously had my bag and all on my back and stuff and. It was windy and I was just—I nearly fell face first down those steps. <laughs> I've never in my life, never thought that would ever happen in my life. And we get off and we're on the boat or on the bus, you know, to the terminal. Mm-hmm. And them girls are on the, the thing and all and they're like, oh, have a lovely trip and all, have great fun and all, and all this. And I'm like, I'm about to throw up here. <laughs> and luckily, luckily I didn't like, and I held it in, but Jesus, that was one of the weirder flight experiences I've had. I I also hate, you ever get in a flight and they're like, as soon as you're on the flight, they're like, it's delayed. Yeah. Once you're on it.
0: we done a day trip one time to Amsterdam. And we sat on the plane. So time was limited as it was. And we sat in the plane. And I think as soon as we sort of sat down, you think, happy days, are cracking on here. It was like, the air traffic uh, pilot comes on, says, air traffic controls give us a takeoff slot of like 11.30. And we're sitting there at 9.30. And it's like, oh, fuck's You know what I mean? You'd have rather sat in the airport. But I, under- I understand why they do it from yeah. working in the airport. It's if not have their a chance fault, to go early, you yeah. Street Hour, but it's like two hours on a on a plane that's sitting on the ground yeah. before another sort of hour and a half in the air. Like, it's no good. It's
1: awful. Like, because we came home actually on the way home from Athens, our flight was delayed. I think we, we get on the plane nine o'clock at night or something. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes due to something in wherever we we're flying to, because I don't think we're flying straight back home. He was like, we aren't able to take off for at least two hours. Mm. I think we ended up eventually taking off at like quarter to twelve that night and it was six hours back plus the three ish hours that we were already on the plane mm-hmm. and I was just like Jesus like just kill me like and it was the same coming back from Florida we do wait our flight was delayed two and a half hours once we'd get on the plane mm-hmm. and then it's a nine and a half ten hour flight home anyway so that's yeah. eleven and a half hours the flight was to Heathrow or Gatwick then had to get a plane from Gatwick to Dublin and then had to drive from Dublin to Belfast. And honestly, it was... Like, I get into the house, and I was like, oh, I'm not that tired. It's like two in the afternoon, but I'll try and sleep here, just whatever. Uh-huh. Went to sleep, woke up. It was four, four, four a.m. the next day. And the next morning. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like, Because it was starting to brighten up, because it was the middle of the summer, and I saw oh, it, uh, maybe it's sunset. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, ten-ish. And it was fucking half four, and I was like, Jesus. Like, it was absolutely... You must need needed it. mate. It was ridiculous. I think the only I don't know the only the tiredest I've ever been, I think, was definitely in Madrid. Like we went, so we went to Madrid for the Champions League final the other, last year, and we rented a van, uh, like a seven seater thing, mm-hmm. and drove from Barcelona because it was the cheapest. And we only booked the hotel, so it was my mum, my dad, and my like my mate's mum, and then there was like five of like us that went. Mm-hmm. And they'd only booked the hotel for them three, like my mum and dad and what do you call it? So we had the minibus, so everyone slept in the minibus after. And I couldn't sleep in the minibus because there wasn't any room. So I so we went, got off the got to Madrid, got off the plane in Barcelona at maybe ten AM, drove, stayed over one night halfway, yeah, got up the next day at maybe eight in the morning, drove to, to Madrid, got to Madrid got absolutely blocked obviously um you
0: fucking want it
1: to mate yeah i won the chat like unreal mate absolutely well
0: I was only saving grace at least yeah, if you're sleep deprived
1: at least you're that's what you we say your when the cha- literally sleep. like like see if we hadn't have won i would i'd literally just throw myself off a bridge or something do you know it. what i mean <laughs> i know exactly yeah that's true um i mean fucking so got there I was fine. Watched the final, whatever. Left the... Uh, and where we were watching it was some mad bar. Like, there was no room to move. No aircon. Nothing. And I, like... this. Like, I was... You'd have thought I'd just get out of the shower, mate. And the same for everybody. It was disgusting. Like... And I had some American in my ear, mate, the entire trip. You know the classic? Like, so I was standing on a chair up against the wall to yeah, try and see. Because it was yeah. packed. And this American then stands in the chair beside me. And he, you know, talks to me before kickoff. And he's like, he's like, hi, man. And he's like, right. He's like, where are you from, man? And I was like, oh, like Belfast. And he's like, oh, Belfast, Ireland, bro? He was <laughs> like, I got cousins over there, man. Like, I'm, ha- I'm half Irish. And I was like, man. They all are. Every one of them, mate, apparently. So I was like, Jesus Christ. So he's like, wouldn't shut up talking to me about this. And he was like, you know, man, like, I love Liverpool. I've supported Liverpool for years, man. I get up every morning to go to watch their games and all super early. And I was like just shut up so he's in my ear the entire time game's over leave must have took us six hours to get a taxi back to the hotel because everyone was just packed literally about six hours got the taxi got back to the hotel no idea where it was going completely blocked i just grabbed my phone with like an image of the hotel and just went shoved it in the taxi (laughs) driver's driver's face and he went okay and then we got there and you could tell he was concerned he was like are you sure this right place and we were like i think so yeah yeah that seems about right and he's like are you sure are you sure and i was like yeah 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 sweet maid sweet maid don't worry about it and he's like okay get out got in slept an hour Mm -hmm. in the reception well what i thought was a reception of the hotel's Mm -hmm. like sofa but it actually turned out to be like one of the like booths for you know like breakfast (laughs) So the guy <laughs> came in and tapped me in the shoulder at like half five in the morning and was like, You gotta go, like, we're starting breakfast service yeah. and that actually set all the tables while I was lying there.
0: You'd have threw something down in front of you. I like this to sort have out.
1: like, but I got so I got up, didn't wanna wake anybody else up, went to like Lidl, sat outside the Lidl with can't even remember what it was, it was kind of some weird like Spanish energy drink. And you know, like a Lidl baguette, like on a chocolate donut from the bakery Yeah. at literally about six in the morning, mate, and then drove the whole six hours back to barcelona no sleep got to barcelona airport about 11 at night the flight wasn't wasn't until like 10 the next morning and you couldn't even sleep on the chairs because they were like they had know, the in between yeah and they were yeah. stuck do you know what i mean they're like yeah. you couldn't move them and mate, honestly like I was, the nba finals was actually on and i was watching it and it was maybe 10 minutes 15 seconds left in the third quarter and to me, I closed my eyes and opened them again, and the clock changed to like three minutes in the fourth quarter. And I was like, "Did I read that wrong?" And my mate it was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "How long was it? Did I was I asleep?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he was like, "For how long?" And he's like, "About half an hour." And I was <laughs> like, "Mate, honestly, I feel like I've just blinked." Yeah. And I've never been as tired in my life. Like that was ridiculous.
0: Have you ever been somewhere and you've had a real shitty situation, like somewhere you've been. Something's happened and it's really put you off a trip. Um, what do you mean? Like, just something's happened on your trip. Wherever have you ever been mugged or any any shit? Oh, like trip?
1: that. Um, I've never been mugged, but and when we were in Prague, one of the guys it was with us, mm-hmm. so I I didn't go out. There was one night they all went out to this like five story like nightclub in Prague, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I just didn't go out, and. Everybody started to filter in like gradually that night. I think mean, like the first people, to, like the first other group to arrive in, maybe like two in the morning. Yeah. And the last group member stumbled in. It was Scott again. Like stumbled in at about seven a.m., maybe eight a.m. And he just like he was blocked, obviously, and tired. And he goes, he just went, "I lost my phone," and then just fell asleep. And we were like, right, okay. So then, the next like, like about four. Four hours later, he wakes up, and, you know, we're like, do you have your phone? And he's like, nah, no, no, no," and he still wasn't concerned, we're like, what happened? And he goes, ah, oh, someone stole it on me, and we thought he was only joking, but what happened was, as he said to us, was, he came out of the club, everyone else was gone, obviously, blocked, and when you're in a city, you don't know, like, you have no idea where you're going, and these boys were like, ah, oh, where are you staying, we'll show you home, we'll Whatever. So they led him somewhere and eventually like along the way he realized he was going the wrong way and they were like, you know, leading to mug him. So he went and there was like maybe six or seven of them and he went, Oh fuck this, and tried to get away. And like <laughs> they obviously like struggled with like to try and be like, nah nah, it is this way, it is this way, and he was yeah. like, nah, nah, it's not and broke free and then obviously they didn't try and pursue him because obviously there was people everywhere, like they were trying to bring him somewhere that there wasn't anybody. Yeah. But in that they obviously either dropped his phone or they took his phone on him. But that's probably I'm tra- that's probably the the worst um the worst I've like I've ever experienced. I haven't really had that many negative experiences of being away. That's probably the worst. I don't.
0: And it wasn't it didn't directly affect you.
1: No, and it didn't. It wasn't even on me. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so no, like have you?
0: No, believe it or not. No, forty-two countries, never nothing. Not ever nothing. I don't know. A couple of times you feel uncomfortable in some places.
1: Oh yeah, I've got you know that. I, mean? I felt uncomfortable. Left
0: the money in ATMs before, and you see boys floating about, and you're sort of wondering, "What's yeah. going on?" That happened. I was in Serbia, October, no November, maybe before Brazil. I remember specifically that moment, lifting money out of an ATM, and there was someone definitely, yeah, a look. nosy like I. But there's never been anything as such like that. There's been sometimes where you feel like you're going that direction, even in regards to like scams. Like you've you've probably been to places you've got the boys trying to sell you the.
1: I had the bracelets, the bracelets, and yeah, the metadata, yeah.
0: all that stuff. That's fine. It's it's not a big issue, you know. No. I mean? You can you can deal with that. But like, we were in Jordan, um, and see taxi drivers and stuff in Jordan. That's why I love that like so Uber. Yeah, and Middle East have a Uber equivalent, Kareem. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. But see, the first time we went to Jordan, you know, when you go to a new country and you're sort of just going with it. Any taxi driver, you go to his mate's shop, you know. Do you want to stop here, get one coffee? Get this. They're, they're really just trying to.
1: Yeah, they're not trying to do. Really, so right like massively. be like, oh, go in here, get a coffee. Or. The first
0: time we went to Jordan, it was me, my mum, and my younger brother. Toby. Yeah, and we got the taxi because first time you know I'd read online before that Uber doesn't have a license to enter the grounds of the airport in Jordan. Yeah, so I says right, we got one of the booth taxi. You know, you follow a bit of advice online, you read a few, and I know a couple of guys and. Um, got friendly with online over the years, they've given me some advice on places like yeah. that, and they said to me look, there's a fixed price booth, just go to it and with it, no problem at all getting a wee taxi, and we were going our hotel was just beside the Dead Sea yeah. so it's about an hour drive from the airport and it's a fantastic drive, you know, Jordan's unbelievable, for anyone that, you would never think really, I'm yeah. sure, going to Jordan, but it's unbelievable but any time you're driving past the shop, the taxi driver really owned owner of a shop, because yeah. it's, <laughs> Jordan is what you sort of think the Middle East is going to be like you arrive so that it's got better posh Airport, you know, lots of marble. Yeah. But they really put money in certain places, not in other places. So yeah. you want the drive from the airport to the Dead Sea, for example. You're pretty much driving through the desert yeah. to an extent. There's a few small villages which are very run down, and but there's no danger in Jordan. Yeah, yeah. There's obviously a typical stereotype when you think of Middle East. I just assume like ISIS. ISIS, on the you think everywhere. I'm going to end up in an orange jumpsuit here and getting over You know something. what I mean? Yeah, you think <laughs> that, but Jordan's hundred percent and. Touch wood that they never go down now yeah. because it's a fantastic country. They've obviously got the Dead Sea, Petra, which is one of the yeah, yeah. Of the world, which is just unbelievable. But even a Petra, you've got that's uh, the Bedouins.
1: That's the what do you call it? like the building yeah. like carved into the rock and yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a it's
0: a whole city in the rocks and there's Bedouins, which is like putting it in street terms are like sort of desert gypsies. Yeah, but they're nice guys. But they like they'll always you. Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they'll always scam you they're they will never do anything out of their own kindness without yeah. some benefit towards them, and uh, they're like big liars. Essentially, yeah. you know they're, they're just never you're never calm man. Yeah, big, yeah. very intelligent guys, but yeah. they live in the rocks. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no sort of we, you know, when you go to Disneyland and all the guys come and dress up and go home. These boys live out in the desert. Yeah, so it's incredible. But Jordan's the type of place where you feel like a lot of people know each other, and you're getting on a taxi. The taxi driver says, "Oh, my friend has a Frankincense Mirror Shop." You want to go and get some frankincense, and myrrh, you know all this because it's they're they're big and all that. Like, yeah. It is what it is. you yeah, know. Yeah, you yeah. think when you're growing up, whatever you're brought up, you know, going to Sunday school, you hear all the, the stories and you know frankincense, myrrh. All yeah. that. That's real out there. Like yeah. there's No, that's not some.
1: I made up. Like, made up. Because like, you never thing see in any of that like, shit here. The frankincense,
0: right? and myrrh is real. Yeah. And you can eat it, and that's it's not oh, really. Yeah. No, it's it's is it a food? Is it? Um, I'm not. I'm going to get them mixed up here. I think frankincense you can eat. I'm thinking you can probably eat them both, but I think they're they're almost like little stones, but they're meant to be. Enough sort of nutrients or whatever, or, you oh, know, really? or something in them that's yeah. meant to be good for the body, but it, it wouldn't be for me. We we tried a couple weird, of them, man. like, and it wasn't great. But it's it's a type of place where, say if you're going to Jordan for the first time, you need to be prepared. You're not getting scammed as such, but you're just being taken advantage you know, of, advantage of to an extent. But if you don't buy anything in these shops, it's no problem. But see, to be honest, see when you're that far, what they're looking you to buy is not much. Yeah, you know, financially compared to, you know arming them yeah it's the yeah, yeah. super super massive compared to theirs. so you're not you're not losing much you know what i mean and you could you could end up si- sitting to saying yourself i'm haggling over 20p here and i'm sure it's experiences i've never been to proper asia but i've seen enough content from asia to know that i see guys online and they're haggling over 20p and you're like just go with it you know what i mean just give it to them yeah like, yeah because i find myself as the years have went on i've got really i'm not going to say uptight but i don't like being sort of messed about when i'm abroad. Yeah. You, sometimes you know when you are or not. Oh, you can tell, so The yeah. second time I went to Jordan, I went with my girlfriend, didn't go with my family, so I knew what's going to happen. We're on the same tour from our hotel to Petra. I knew the Badoons, what they're up to. I knew the taxi drivers, so that's why I don't cream every time. You, yeah. It's There's a lot can be said about having that knowledge and it's a bit of like you know, being a bit streetwise in these places because yeah. it's easy to go to Jordan, oh, I'll buy all this frankincense and myrrh, I'll buy this and that, but you, you want to get... F- not in a nasty way, fucked about, but they're just trying to get their they're little. They're just trying cup to get money, yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's uh
1: They're just trying to be a, like a business as yeah, well. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: So, but Jordan's an interesting place.
1: It, uh, yeah, jo-
0: I would really recommend Jordan.
1: I've never like, because it is that idea, you know. People look at, you know, anywhere in the Middle East, and they just yeah. inst- instantly assume people are getting bombed left, yeah. right, and center. Jordan's and
0: the one. Well, I'll say, well, Lebanon is okay as well, but yeah. Lebanon. It's, had it's history. It, it has like, a history, and it's probably not too like it's not too much would have yeah. to start it again i guess yeah true but jordan's 100% and if you're seeing when the a couple of months down the line anyone listening to this and they have a chance to go to jordan go because isis are never too far away yeah if you know what i mean they get, they've done very well so far but i'm not trying to scare say no but yeah they're going to take over jordan but i'm just saying see when a country in the middle east with a wonder of the world in it with some of the dead sea you can go to via there yeah go when it's safe and it's like i went to israel about, maybe about a year and a half before that, and
1: were Tel Aviv, Jerusalem. We went to
0: Tel Aviv. We've done Jerusalem. We've done um the Dead Sea from the Israeli side, yeah. and I've done it a couple of times from the Jordanian side. Dead Sea's fantastic, but once you see it once for how long, you know, when yeah. I mean? you float in the water, it gets really bad for your skin. It's fucking it ghost, makes it dries, you dry. Know I mean? it so just it, it's solid. a really nice experience once, or if you're on a ship, do you float do right enough? You do float. Yeah, yeah, there's no. You can sit with your phone. that's Seriously? It is incredible, yeah, it's it's incredible, but it's actually, that's another thing you need to visit below before sea goes, level but, you know, it goes, but no, it's massively below, but the Dead Sea itself is reducing every year. Oh, really? So, eventually, there will be no All Dead right, Sea. There will be none left. So, we need to check. Because that is through.
1: weird, because most of these places, people say, but they always exaggerate You know how big the experience is, like, oh, you're floating water. Do you really float or is it just a bit heavier but like you're saying you actually do, no, you do float. Float. it's a struggle
0: like, see when you're on your back you know you're, you're in that little arched moment where you've sort of got your knees ankles feet above water yeah back and arms above water it is a struggle to get your feet onto the ground again in the water serious there is like a reasonable amount of force behind it it's it's, it's incredible but it's
1: that's weird that, there's
0: like. this is what we're talking about at the start there's a side to it that you don't see because when you're in a dead sea you dry up real quick it's hot yeah the facilities around the dead sea like there's a lot of hotels in the Jordanian side that have their own private beach in the Dead Sea. It's brilliant, yeah. but you're coming off. You've got the mud on you. It's very sand, you know.
1: and your skin's like you're not
0: walking around in this.
1: Yeah, it's nothing wonderful spectacular place. again. Yeah. You
0: know, you're floating in the water. Water's pretty muddy at you the couldn't bottom. Probably stick it
1: very long. Could you? No,
0: no. You like you only recommended to go in for a certain amount of time a day, like say 25 minutes over yeah. like two periods or something like that. You know, you you couldn't sit and floating it for an hour. No like such.
1: would dry up. You'd yeah. be like a reason.
0: So we've done that on the Israeli side the first time we went to Israel. But the thing with Israel is, obviously, you think here is bad with the whole Protestant Catholic yeah. thing. Then you go to Israel and you see the Israelis and the Palestinians. And that's that's something else. We were doing a tour. So we left Tel Aviv in the morning and went to Jerusalem. Jerusalem tel-, tel Aviv's the capital, isn't it? Tel Aviv's the capital. Yeah. And it's a fantastic city. It's And see, when you think of... Obviously, Israel gets a lot of hate in the media and stuff. It's like a super open country for like you know the gay community. Yeah. Anything that's sort of alt in the world, yeah, you'll find as it as long in as you're Israel. not Arab. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Better, like, yeah. But but even that, they're getting the relations out there is getting a wee bit better. For like for a long time there, you couldn't fly between Israel and an Arab country. Yeah, but now Israel and Jordan, and I think maybe Qatar and Israel have now opened, so it's getting better. But um, when to Jerusalem? fantastic city you know because as i said it depends on where you're brought up you'll be brought up with a whole sort of sunday school or whatever and jerusalem's probably a big thing for some people to go to you've got the the river jordan where you can get baptized and stuff like that we've seen all that and people are really into that you know people are crying getting baptized and stuff and it's for them i guess it's incredible for me it it didn't mean a lot to me but it, it was incredible for for some people who have that belief but We were doing the bus tour, so we went. Then went to Bethlehem, but Bethlehem is under Palestinian control. Yeah. So our Israeli bus driver couldn't actually enter that area, and that's what I'm saying. You think it's bad here? Yeah. You never know. A bus driver from the Falls can drive a bus to the Shankle, all right. You know what I mean? But this this tour guide and I think it was the driver and the guide, both Israeli. They had to get off at the checkpoint to go into Bethlehem, and a Palestinian driver and guide came on. So that was real eye opening. And you think that's weird? That is. If I say to you Bethlehem, what do you think? You know.
1: Slums, like kind of like,
0: but do you think sh- like desert and you know because th- the whole story behind of Jesus born in like a little shade in Bethlehem and um I don't know we were expecting to, what we were expecting was we were expecting to go out there and find the desert yeah you know, yeah like, that's like desert huts that's yeah. what I mean yeah. there's a lot of, there is a lot of desert and yeah Israel just like toward. a
1: typical like Middle Eastern village really yeah yeah
0: but uh, Bethlehem far from that it's like we've seen like images of Gaza the way yeah. it's very all condensed yeah, together yeah, not yeah. much room to move. Big tall buildings. That's what Bethlehem is. Really? Bethlehem isn't this magical kingdom that's perceived, <laughs> you know, with your Sunday school. Oh, donkeys are yeah. on about Boys and donkeys are on your fingers. It's not that at all. You've got kids coming up trying to sell you chewing gum for about 10p. Boys bouncing about in leather jackets and motorbikes just looking at you funny. You know, it's... Out of all the places I've been in at least, Bethlehem was the least comfortable I've ever felt. Really? That's which is weird. weird. like... And it was the whole thing again. Once you got in the Palestinian control, um, you knew life wasn't good in there. And obviously that's a story for another time, yeah. but you knew life wasn't good in there. you knew it wasn't a great place to be. And sometimes when you go to a place like that, you feel like people can be warm to see you coming in there. But I don't think these people in Bethlehem liked Bethlehem being a tourist yeah. attraction. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I've done different certain tours and after they've came out feeling like a little bit unsatisfied because someone's life, you know what I mean? And you're going to it, you're paying just 60 a a day for a big trip and you're getting to walk our streets but they, yeah. they hate walking our streets they can't leave our streets but we can come in and out in a bus yeah. the, only, the only positive for it is we had our lunch in Bethlehem so had like a little kebab shop cafe style thing is getting its turn financially and stuff but
1: one of the things that I always find when I travel that's very important to me is trying to fit in as much as possible mm-hmm. now I don't mean fit in as in pretend I am from there Yeah. but just you know like adapt and respect the customs and values of wherever i am as much as possible yep so understand. like if i'm in a big city like we went to new york a few years ago and you know you could see so many tourists standing about you know looking up a all tall buildings walking so slow in the ground mm-hmm. and all and then you've got people working there like get out of the way i'm trying to go to work and i like if i'm in a big city i'm like right if i'm going somewhere if to somewhere else it's go as quick as you can just get on with it you know, like in my, it's funny because obviously, like from Lisbon and stuff, people have like a like a small mind, like a small town mentality, mm-hmm. where everybody says hello to everybody. Yeah, you know, like if you walk down the street, you say hello to someone regardless of who they are. Whereas in big cities like that, you just ignore no people. Time for it. No. Yeah, there's no time for it. And like people would be sitting and like it was like oh smiling at people and all, and I'd be like, why are you smiling at them? And they'd be like, oh, because it's nice. And I'm like, yeah, but they're not going to smile back. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. Just. I, like I, you know what i mean you just kind of accept the situation and you just storm like that's kind of why i like i like london i like new york and stuff because although there's so many people there mm-hmm. you are so like i don't know what the word is like it's so private because no one, yeah, cares. no one cares like if i'm walking down the street on a walk and i see someone walking up coming to walk past me i know i have to say hello obviously because it's polite yeah. i know they're looking at me from like that far off. It's awkward. If you're in like New York or London and there's like hundreds of people walking past you every second, nobody's looking at that's anybody. hello to each other. Yeah, yeah. So like it's kind of paradoxical in the sense of you're in a massive city with millions of people, mm-hmm. but it's probably the most privacy you'll actually get, you'll get because people, you might as well not even be there. People just ignore you. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Well, that's, that's something, especially when you go to countries that have different cultures, like for the Middle East, if I'm not wrong, a thumbs up's seen as offensive. Oh really? And even... Like even in countries like Belarus and stuff, or have been to. Your, you know, your standard Russians or even the Middle East, pointing at things. as so just if you're standing across the road and there's a, something there that's nice and you want to point at it, you really shouldn't. And I've over the time I've got used to doing that. But if I'm if I'm traveling with my younger brother or someone and they're pointing at things, it sort of winds me up a wee bit because I just try to be as respectful as I can. Because people, whenever you you know what it's like here, people don't like certain people coming to this country. Yeah, and trying to change things twice yeah. and then when we're in a different country he says well like you know we should be respectful of this country it's kind of like
1: the thing that gets me is like tipping culture yeah mm. so like it's a shady one people in go to america aspects. and think oh well i don't tip that in the uk so i'm not going to tip that there and you're like just respect the culture like if someone comes here from like for example like south africans never tip mm-hmm. it's just like a as far as I'm aware, like it's a cultural thing that they just don't tip, in they like South Africa. It's just and the way it is. Do pretty
0: good. See if you if you go to the right place and tip in the right place. You know, if you tip the bartender at the start of the night, you're getting looked after. Oh right? yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. when you go because if there's four or five years drinking, you know what I mean. You gotta look. It's sort of
1: why wouldn't you? you? If you look yeah. after them,
0: they will look after you, sort of thing. But know? it's like
1: if someone comes here from South Africa. I've had a few people in work and they don't tip you at all, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it's just your culture. But then I'm like. If I went to America, I would tip more than I would here because I want to respect their culture. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of like, why don't you just respect our culture and tip? Do you know what I mean? Like that's just a small, like, it, it doesn't really bother me that much. But yeah. it's just an example. It's the only like kind of example I can think of off the head. Do you know what I mean? And it is kind of like the tube and stuff. I've always noticed on like any sort of underground travel, you don't talk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's time. You get yeah. You literally even if you're on with people, you know. You just get on it and you stand there.
0: There's no quick way. No, yet. no one cares. You know. No one gives a
1: shit. You just stand in silence. Don't look at anybody. Look at the ground, and then get off. Yeah, the and American, away you go.
0: The American tipping culture is pretty weird. The hotel I work in, you get a couple of Americans coming there, and the role that I'm in, I don't necessarily do is give a service that yeah. born a tip. But sometimes they're very keen to tip you, and I don't like doing it because it, it's for me. And I think maybe in this culture, it's not massive thing tipping, in especially Ireland. not in hotels. Like. You know, you know, in hotels there's some things you do and Americans just want to tip you. you know what I mean, it's almost as if they're very good, like, you know, in America and I tip, here you go. Whereas, I don't know, like, tipping in Northern Ireland, it's not massive. It probably happens in restaurants and, you know. That's about restaurants, it. Restaurants. Maybe the
1: old bar. The old bar, but
0: some bars are too busy to even yeah, build the up tips. that rapport. Yeah. With the, because you don't just, oh, I think in America you tip because it's a culture where, in a country like this, you need to, earn the tip in yeah. you know you're not oh no, no, you're right you're 100% comp, right you know, yeah no, no no 100 like put you off sort of that sort of thing you don't because then if you do it to everyone it loses the value yeah. of
1: what it's for oh yeah 100% um another thing as well. actually talking about culture things I noticed it just came into my head in America Americans never say you're welcome mm. especially in New York they just go mm-hmm like if someone like the amount of times someone held it no not obviously they do sometimes but they don't like a lot of the times they'll just sort of go like "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm like you'll hold like they'll hold the door open for you and i'll go oh thanks very much and they'll just go "Mm mm-hmm do you know what i mean yeah yeah like to us that would be rude yeah like and they're not being rude because they wouldn't hold the door open in the first place yeah if they were being rude do you know what i mean and, like, whereas here, if so, you go, oh, thanks so much for doing that. And going, mm-hmm. you went, you
0: just go back and forth too many times. Okay? Yeah. You say, even on the phone, goodbye, goodbye, say, a little, yeah. Blah, 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 All blah, the best, sure, yeah. whatever, whatever. But, There's
1: like, literally just, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah. All I have to do is acknowledge your thanks. Yeah. Them well, doing that is acknowledging your thanks. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like, you have to almost thank go, them for thanking beyond you. Beyond yeah. It it's kind of like, trend, yeah. thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Don't worry about yeah. it. Whereas in America, it's like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. That, do you know what I mean? I did do you a favor. Yeah. Thank you. I acknowledge your thank you. Do you know what I mean? accept your thanks type you, thing.
0: It's just weird, as you say, because realistically, there's probably nothing wrong with it. It's just a no, culture thing. Yeah, it it's like, is just a pure culture thing. I'm not, I really like the cultures in Russia and even yeah. in the Middle East because the media would have you believe something else about some countries, in my opinion anyway. Like Russia. There's no... There's problems in Russia, but yeah. they're not what the media makes you think they are. And... The media would have you think that America's the be all and not the be-all and all such, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But realistic I can promise you now, if you go to the Middle East or you go to Russia, you'll get far better hospitality than if you go to America. Yeah. But you wouldn't think that if you no. if you watch the news, not news from the and TV everything, and stuff. You know
1: I mean? No. Like I in Ro- I never had any issues in Russia. Um
0: Russia's fine. Like whenever yeah. I went to the World Cup in 2018, people says to me, What are you going there for? You know, Russia Putin this, that, you know, because there's they've obviously there's a certain level of corruption. But me as a single tourist, unless you really start talking about over there, yeah, you're not gonna I'd have no any problems. You know.
1: Um to be fair, when we got off the cruise ship, there was a thing written on the wall that said tourists go home or something. But like you get that everywhere. So you Do you know what I mean? And yeah, as you say, there's you literally that, like, like <laughs> in Dunmurray, there w- there there was an SS logo drawn on this yeah. on a brick wall. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get it anywhere. It doesn't represent the overall view of anybody that's there. But I like one thing I noticed about Russians is they're very funny. Mm. You know what I mean? Like They'll, they'll take a laugh do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. any of the tour guides we had you could joke about with them you yeah. could do you know what I mean that way um, which you you don't you're not led to believe that they're you're good led, people yeah
0: I was on the bus back from a match in Moscow some it was like a girl who could speak a reasonable bit of English and yeah. some big Russian fella was talk, was pointing at my hair and you know he's obviously trying to say Ginger where are you from or something like that and uh, it was real. One of these real cram buses coming back from a sports match. Everyone's fucking all tight, and some girl came around and said to me, "He's trying to ask you where you are from." So me, I, me and him started talking via her, and at the end of it, he kept hugging me, going "IRA, IRA, IRA." <laughs> I was like, "But you just you don't mind yeah. that, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there is no harm, in no, it, it's, it's, it's fine, harmless, and that's." Yeah. And uh, but no, the Russians are good people, and that's there is a lot of places I think that you'd be really put off by, and it's even like a historical thing. Like I went to Serbia for a Tottenham match, and Serbia's really. Uh, grew some recent history, you know, they yeah. had, uh, the whole World hey, of Balkans, travel, yeah. yeah, and it's the idea that, this is what I was talking about at the start, where if you could go somewhere now, that in the past wasn't safe, but you could also go somewhere now, that maybe five years you won't be able yeah, to go, won't be, yeah. you know what I mean, like, you look at the...
1: That region's always so unstable, yeah, do you is. know what I mean, yeah. that's the thing.
0: I think, like, South America, if you want to go to South America, probably in the next five years, there's going to be a lot of countries in South America really... Go, go downhill yeah. you know what I mean there's a lot of corruption in South America a lot of gangs it's a, it's a massive sort of a lot of countries in South America rely on like the drug trade yeah. and stuff and that's not sustainable from no, a government perspective all. or the uh, community so places like that and if you look at the minute as as we're talking like Azerbaijan Armenia they're going for a conflict we went well, to Azerbaijan in 2017 and we were told when we went you know don't fucking bring up Armenia you know what i mean and that was a few yeah. years ago and now they're finally going at it but see baku baku hosted the opening oh, mean, baku's unbelievable city it's it's one but ba- one of them countries where 10 million has been put in the capital not it a- race, 000 pounds yeah 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 there's
1: there's the
0: yeah, f1 and sure baku. alex
1: went to baku um he went to yeah. yeah and he literally said to me it was like something out of like star wars yeah it's like
0: it's like it's, it's like a, like a watered down dubai it's yeah. a smaller more peaceful less touristy dubai but it was so rockets dropped on it the other night, yeah, night and I'm and glad I went when I did, but now there's other countries I've been that close to booking to go to, and I didn't. Maybe didn't have the balls to do it, whatever reason, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of time, you sometimes if you haven't traveled by yourself, it's different if you've got three mates coming along Of course away. it is, yeah. So, that's Yeah, traveling
1: by yourself is scary, no matter yeah. where you're going. Do you know what I take a lot of balls. But
0: it brings a lot out in you. Yeah. I think if you travel by yourself and you go somewhere fucking by yourself, it really can, yeah. can make, not make you, but it can teach you things and your self-survival and you can talk to different people because you don't give a fuck. See, when I'm away, I don't give a fuck. See if I don't brush my hair anymore. Whatever. Obviously, that's ridiculous. No, uh, but I know what sense, you mean. But I don't yeah. care what anyone thinks of me when I'm away. because yeah, no no, you're cares. not know anybody. And in a lot yeah. of other countries, no one cares as much as they do in the UK and sort of bigger countries in Europe, you know, yeah. where it's all... I and Instagram models, yeah. all, all this shit. You know what I mean? A lot of countries don't really care because some countries you know in their lifetime they've obviously lived through wars and stuff yeah the last thing they are going to occur is fuck that yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 100 so, percent. so there's a lot of countries so if anyone's listening and they're thinking about going to book somewhere just book it obviously at the minute in covid it's pretty fucked up but like there's going to be countries now which are safe in five years they probably won't be safe in our lifetime i'd say syria will have a tourism
1: will you look before going through like you think before isis and stuff um yeah top gear did a middle eastern special Mm -hmm. and went half of it was in syria through damascus and all and they were like oh this is such a lovely city you know and it is it is so much history like damascus like Accra, and all all those places have so much history and they do have so much tourist like stuff to do in them yeah
0: in our lifetime there will be one of these tour companies offering you will go to syria and have no hassle yeah certain of it oh yeah even the north part of iraq which it's sort of formed its own little region kurdistan yeah Tourists are going there at well, the oh, not no. at the minute in COVID, but tur- you can go there. Yeah, and no, it's, it's like, but ten years ago you wouldn't have, you even wouldn't have place even five years ago. And that's why, that's what my view on it now is Egypt is reasonably safe to go to. It's tourists yeah, big Arab tourist spring, you know, that could kick off again. Yeah, you know I mean? but that's what I mean. You're one bad election or one just political. Yeah. Have you ongoing. been to Egypt? Never been to Egypt, no. but that's a place where we were going to Malta, and there was a chance to go to Egypt after. Just didn't have a balls to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Armenia. Could have went to Armenia. It didn't. And now I regret it. Because now Armenia's... I've got the Azerbaijan stamp on the passport. You don't know in the future. Yeah. Now that they're at, at war essentially. Is that going to let me getting in? in?
1: Yeah. I would sure you could just wait until your passport goes. I've got the Irish passport as well. Uh, so. yeah. But it's, it's yeah, more the concept that,
0: yeah. that... How time can change. Yeah. No, you're absolutely and right. That's, that's the crazy thing about travel. Because I was really enjoying a phase of travel. And now you can't go anywhere. Yeah. You you can't, know, yeah. The best I've done in the last six months. I went to Brighton twice in like july and august or something i went that's, to Strangford Lock, but you know what i mean it's but it's you could have booked Ryan or anywhere and see now your hands are tight, but see when it opens again you just need to travel people yeah. need to get out and i
1: agree i i didn't realize how much i miss travel yeah and like because every year for the last like four years i went at least in two holidays mm-hmm. a year and you know it's all been through like you know that's what i saved my money up for to do and stuff and to go on holidays and yeah i enjoyed them and but I wasn't the type to think oh as soon as like COVID cancelled everything mm-hmm. the first thing came and I hadn't booked any holidays yet anyway thankfully but nothing it didn't come into my head like oh fuck I'm not going to be able to get away this year but now it's only now that I'm realizing how much I actually miss it and it is it's it's not just seeing the places seeing the places is brilliant and it is and going and you know discovering all these things and having the experiences in different countries eating mm-hmm. different food all this shit's amazing but it's also the memories you make yeah. whether you do it on your own or whether you go with other people it's you know the amount of characters i've met in hostels and stuff throughout my time that i'm just like i'll never forget that person mm-hmm. i spent maybe a day talking to them even a night two hours just talking to them in the room before going to bed and i'll never forget they're just constantly like a memory in my head do you know what i mean and yeah. it is shit like that you that you do forget or you, you'd not forget that you do miss. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I went a few years ago, we went to the Alps for I think it was maybe ten no, two weeks. We went like hiking through the Alps and stuff, it's like the Tour de Mont Blanc, have you ever heard of it, where you do like a you basically do like a loop of the Mont Blanc like Mastiff thing? Mm-hmm. And like on some of the views on that like the highest height we were up was like 3000 meters or whatever, something along those lines. And like you could actually feel the altitude and stuff. Yeah. But like the best thing, no matter how good the views were, because the views were class, no matter how good the exercise was, the wee quaint villages, the towns and stuff you came across, no matter how nice Geneva was, which, have you ever been to Geneva? No, Made, flew into it once. Jesus, but you see stayed. actual Geneva and Lake Geneva, for anyone that doesn't realize, like, so just picture this, right? Lake Geneva is like a lake in the center of obviously Geneva, and Geneva itself is like in the center of the Alps. Mm -hmm. So, and Lake Geneva is crystal clear, like it's obviously Alpine Lake. Yeah, and you're just floating in this lake with all these buildings around you and all like the Alps in the background. And like, it is honestly the probably the prettiest sight I've ever seen in my life. It is gorgeous. Like, I would go back there in a heartbeat, but I met a guy, you know, there's a guy we met up the Alps and he was doing the same walk as us, so he was staying in the same campsites as us every night, and every night we would have sat and talked to him and all and stuff, and, you know, we basically learned his whole life story, and I've never seen him since, never talked to him since, but when I meet up with the people that I went there with, we're like, oh, do you remember Matthias? Oh, yeah, do you remember him? And Do you know what I mean that way? And it was the same, like, in Geneva, there was this guy stayed in our hostel, some UN boy who worked for the UN, who was over from Japan for two weeks, talking away to us and you know he, he's on my instagram he's on my facebook you know i'll talk yeah. to him every now and then about stuff because he knew like i'd done politics and all we would great discussion like once he found out i was from belfast like he worked in like the un like peace envoy and stuff mm-hmm. and he was like obviously knew a lot about like the troubles and all and was talking to me about that but for once he was someone talking about it who actually knew what he was talking about it was nice for you but it's, it was also nice for him then to have yeah to, to have someone talking people, yeah. to him about it um and it is it's it is the people you meet, do you know what I mean, along yeah. the way that makes a lot of the trips and yeah. stuff. And so everyone's
0: the same. When I listened to, I was listening to a show a couple of weeks ago when it was about a boy that was in the U.S. Army and how he killed, you know, an Afghan soldier yeah. perhaps. And he was saying like he didn't really want to do it because that fella, the only thing different between them was they were born in different countries. Yeah. And that's from that's the same for me. Is like, see, anywhere you go, you will find people you get on with, if you find people you don't get on with. But like in terms of travel, like everyone's the same. You know what I mean? Just because someone's born in Austria, or in Switzerland, or in uh, Belgium, or in Netherlands, they laugh at the same thing you laugh at. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's just getting there and getting to meet them. Yeah. And as you and said, that's one of the most important things about it is, as cliches as it sounds, it's the people you meet sometimes, yeah, more it than is, what you eat or what you do. As you
1: say, it opens your mind to, like, as you say, you know, people are a lot similar than you think they are. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. and my biggest issue is, because most of our media is obviously, like, Anglo media, like, it's English. Yeah. And the only other major country that really speaks English is obviously America and Canada and stuff. And obviously Australia and New Zealand, but you don't really watch their movies. But the issue with that is, it leads you to believe that because Americans speak English, it leads people in the UK and Ireland to believe that Americans are similar to us. There's a level of comfort. With them. And they're yeah. not. No. You see, see to where, like I went to, I've maybe visited about 25, 30 countries. I've been to America twice. Every other country I've been to is in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you now, Europeans share so much more in common with us yeah. than Americans do. Like, the only thing Americans share in common is the language. language. You see, if Americans didn't speak English, it would be the most foreign country in the face of this earth. Go, you go Honestly, it is crazy. Like, whenever the first time someone told me that, it was like, imagine Americans spoke Spanish yeah. or Japanese. No, no similarities so at all. Some pretty shitty areas in America, and oh yeah, there you is. If you're going
0: into those areas, The English is the comfort, and if you're speaking English or you know yeah. that language with them, it's fine. But if it's like you can compare it to a South American slum, there's some American towns that aren't too dissimilar because they speak English. Happy days, and there's a certain level, I guess. You think
1: instantly because someone's poor and they speak a different language that they're going to try and stab you, shank you. Yeah. yeah, and that's just not yeah. the case, and you know whenever you do speak to people throughout europe who do speak english Mm -hmm. same like like to a very good degree and you talk to them they share the exact same interests as you do football you know is obviously the biggest one but they also share like their politics is pretty similar their culture and stuff like is pretty similar their history is pretty similar and stuff it's all interlinked all like stuff when you go to america it is completely different it's so much more commercialized it's it is just it is the only the language is the only thing that makes it similar. Mm. And that's people I think are scared to go away and travel and stay in hostels because they're like, Oh, someone has a weird accent. <laughs> I can't speak to them and it's just not the yeah. case.
0: But that's 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 because there's perceptions, whether it be the media or maybe parents, like like my mum, when she was growing up about my age, you wouldn't have been to Serbia at No. M. So if I was gonna say Mum, I'm off of Serbia tomorrow, <laughs> no she'd say no chance. <laughs> I just but it's, but own, that's yeah. I mean it's perception, whether it be in the media of course or it is, yeah. friends and family. Whereas you really shouldn't have it. You should just make your own no. end up, I think,
1: yeah, all the time. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Like, um, the sooner you go and, you know, meet people and appreciate other cultures, I think travel really does mature you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you realise the world is bigger than just, you know, the four countries of the United Kingdom or the British Isles or American TV. It makes you know I mean. as well. Yeah, yeah seeing the news does. the
0: other night about that, Azerbaijan Armenia, you sort of feel shit about it. Like, well, I do because... Because when you've been to one of those countries, makes you think, you're real. walking the streets and then you think, "How oh, the fuck there be there sales drop on there at the minute yeah. when it seemed to be such a stable area? Yeah, you know of what I mean? it does, yeah. And anywhere you visit now, that's what I said earlier, it could be like anywhere it could be like that in the future. It's the
1: same like with well, the Alps and stuff, like yeah. you always hear about the glaciers shrinking and all. Yeah. And I care more about that now because since I've been and I've witnessed them, yeah. I'm like, fuck, you, that you you would can be shit. To it. You can Yeah, Do you know what I mean?
0: See on the news, as, as bad as it sounds on the news, some of the Middle Eastern conflicts that people are watching the news, myself included you don't have a, a relation to it at all no. it's news and that's it it's just the other of side of the world yeah. Yeah. but when I think you've put feet on the other side of the world whether it be for travel for work whatever you can relate a wee bit more yeah. and even if, if you have friends that are from those countries as well for whatever reasons you know you can see it whereas I think through the TV sometimes it's like a, it's just like a movie you don't yeah, care. once <laughs> it the TV is, yeah, goes yeah. off you're not going to see any more of it because you walk outside Lisbon's fine yeah. your all right.
1: You forget. you literally you do forget about it straight away like um Fuck, isn't it over an hour already? Anything else you want to say?
0: I was walking along Copacabana one day. Uh huh. Nighttime. Not much on me. Some Brazilian man started speaking Portuguese to me. So we're walking along. Trying to keep your head down because you're not meant to go out in necessarily dark. I know it sounds ridiculous, but you're not. Yeah. Not unless you really need to. You're walking to a restaurant or something. We just wanted to go for a walk because it's like 27 degrees and 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. It was pretty dark and there's some fella on the beach. Because along the beach at night time, that's where a lot of the homeless would sleep. Or maybe boy's coming down from the favelas would chill out or smoke or whatever. Yeah. Some boy starts talking to me in Portuguese. Older man. And uh what's he talking about? So he kept pointing at my shoes. But see, when you're in that zone, you don't know who else he's with. Or you're just walking. Because yeah. we're walking back towards a hotel anyway. So I says right, and he kept saying stuff, kept saying stuff. But he was really like pointing at my feet and stuff like that. And I says, "What's this boy on about?" But you're trying, because if you stop and talk, then you don't know. You, you, That's you, when you, someone you can come in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He really says, "Right, keep your head down, not keep your head down, but just keep walking and relax," because there was plenty of other people walking about at the time. of night. so I work for Hilton. So we were standing in the Hilton and Copacabana Cracking Hotel, one of the best on the resort. So we got in the lift, and the on the strip side, so we got in the lift. It's fucking shit in my shoe. He, sp- <laughs> he, he sp- I, I look up. He sprays this boy. Sprayed shit on my shoe he was going to try and charge me to clean it off and it was legitimate shit as well yeah that it, was, it, was it wasn't like some artificial
1: yeah yeah it
0: was shit and he put it on your shirt sure then. then this is what i mean and this is where i come back to being like when you travel you can be paranoid and stand off people because you think they want something new to think you're trying to fuck you about you know if someone comes up and talks to you and you're sort of thinking what the fuck does he want here Like, yeah. there's, he's not just asking me this question so i was in that mindset when he was trying to talk to me i said, no it's you're speaking Portuguese. I don't speak Portuguese. I'm just walking on the hotel here, but there was genuine shit on my shoe, <laughs> and to this day I still don't know how it got there. I don't know what form he used because it was it was real shit. Like yeah. he he took that shit from somewhere, and that now, is to it this day shit or what was that's, it? Like? I, don't, I don't know. That's that's a scary thing. Yeah, but to this day that's an unfulfilled mystery in my uh, life. Fucking hell. That's that's the probably the most fucked up thing that's ever happened to me on the trip. <laughs> which is pretty fucked up but, but yeah, on the grand scheme that but that's actually done alright <laughs> yeah if that, if
1: the worst is someone putting shit in their shoe like, yeah. but that just shows you how far people will go to get money
0: yeah and I was looking on different like, chip advisor comments people saying oh man in Copacabana or Ibanema Beach put uh, feces on my shoe and they tried to charge me $30 to clean it off like and it's, obviously we cleaned it off for free but it wasn't fucking very nice but it's, it's, there's some real yeah. kind of scammers out there yeah well. that I, is that's a scam but that's what I mean I, I, I maintain I didn't fall for that yeah. I probably walked into yeah. helping with shit in my shoe in the lift. Up up in the lift, right fucking twenty floors yeah. with shit in the shoe. It was only when we got in the lift we realised unfortunately there was no one else in the lift with us. But
1: Jeez. you
0: that's oh, what I mean, if you stop there, what are you gonna do? You just say, right, mate, clean it off. There's thirty Brazilian Reale or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? It's it's not gonna happen. You just have to keep no. walking yeah, at that you stage. Don't.
1: And it is you can't think it's rude, but you can't take that risk. Do you know what I mean? No.
0: Well, Wolf, the parent, not paranoid, but the amount of preparation I had in my head for that Brazil trip of knowing, don't do this, don't stop and talk this, don't do this. I was never gonna, st- you know, yeah. I had it in my head. I says, mate, he could have been offering, he could have said, I dropped my wallet and gave him it back to me. I wasn't even yeah. interested in giving. Yeah, the, yeah. Entertaining the idea of talking with him.
1: That was the thing. Like my dad went to Barcelona a few like before we wrap this up like a few years ago, or like when I say a few years ago, like a. It was either before I was born or just when I was born. Yeah, and you remember they used to wear the bum bags back then. Yeah, absolutely horrendous. I had one things. of them on me in Brazil oh, all the time,
0: really? but you had to tuck it under. So see if you're wearing shorts, it was like in that layer between yeah. the boxer. And the oh, shorts. have it, yeah. Because if you had it out in the open, it's fucking. Yeah, you could just easily grab it like that. Yeah. But they're not gonna. No, they're <laughs> not gonna <laughs> stick hand. You never know. Like <laughs> there need to be good at it, like the sticker <laughs> well, hand. Well, down yeah.
1: there. But um, I so he he had like give the bum bag out and all and some wee kid came up to him and was like trying to sell him flowers right And my dad was like no i don't want any don't want any flowers or whatever Mm -hmm. and as soon as like your man kept persisting and all and then eventually the guy the wee kid just went right fine and ran off and what had happened was in that time he was distracting my dad and like his other mate had like came up and like taken his wallet out of his bum bag and that's what i mean mean. it's the second you stop it's game over do you know what i mean and like to my like to my dad, he was doing the right thing. He was like, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. But by even entertaining them, your man had swooped in underneath and taken it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it is. You do have, to, like... We've just went, obviously, from talking about how we should be nice to people. And now we're like, <laughs> oh, also don't talk to anybody. But you know the situation yourself no, when you're in it. Do you know what I, I mean? I mentioned
0: earlier, you need to have a certain level of streetwise. And it's not something that you're, you learn it. You yeah. just know. And whether it be sitting reading different things online at night, seeing what, sort of, what's a standard... Scam in that area, for example. Yeah, you know, you can go to, as I said, you can go to a place like Paris or Milan, and you will get the boys trying to do to put the wristbands on you or whatever and bracelets on you. That's fine, but it's when you go to these places and they spray shit in your shoe. Yeah, that's where it's a have different to, level, like isn't it? That's like, where Jesus. you, yeah, that's where you need to be on your toes. Yeah, but, you're up against it there. But what do you? But at the end of the day, like, what, do you, what do? do you do if someone's willing for the sake of say ten or fifteen quid to try and I know spray shit on your shoe and then sub- uh, subsequently clean it off?
1: Yeah, for 10 quid, do you know what I mean, yeah. Like, it is hard to win in a situation like that, you know what I mean? That's
0: what I mean, he was never guaranteed to get me to stop. No. You know what I mean, he could have shot me in the ankle, and I'd have probably still walked on, because i think, like, there's something else he's getting at, he's not just going to shoot me. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, whatever he was saying to me, I would actually probably be more concerned if he spoke English. Yeah. If he spoke English, he'd probably knew what he was saying more, but the fact that he was speaking Portuguese threw me off a little bit, because why is he speaking, I'm clearly a tourist in Ginger, for a start, I'm walking about it at night time. pale
1: as anything. the same anything. as me. I can't get you know I mean? away with like, like, like
0: you're not. I'm not some local fella here. Yeah. Like, it's just came down from one of the favelas to have a walk. Yeah. So why is he really speaking in Portuguese? So that threw me off as well. But I just had to keep walking. But there's so many scams out there you can you can get done by. Like, yeah, that travel. is the thing. And yeah. it's a shit part of travel. Yeah, the scams. It is, like of course, it is because yeah. you could have a young couple on their first holiday going somewhere you know anything can happen to them in regards to scam whether it be they lose out in a couple of euro, or they get something stolen and yeah. that could just change your perception on a country or traveling or just anything oh yeah 100 you know, percent. especially if people are nervous before going away and stuff like that so it's a real shitty part of travel yeah but i think it's something you have to just you accept to, that yeah. it's there you and you know have I mean? to be
1: street wise about it as you say like i think yeah it's like be nice obviously but don't be stupid yeah do you know what i mean um i remember actually this is the last thing um We were in, talking about people trying to get you to buy shit and all. You know the way, like, outside restaurants and stuff and, like, beaches, they always have the boys trying to bring you in to eat? Yeah. And they're like, oh, come on in, look at this menu, whatever. Yeah. Well, we were in Tenerife, and there was two boys standing beside each other, both, two restaurants, like, right beside each other, both, like, sold sold the same shit. It would be, like, like, the same sound, like, Burger King and McDonald's, side by side. And we went into one, and the boy had brought us in, and while we were talking to him, the other boy had came over from the other restaurant and tried to bring us into his and all, and Mm. we were like we'll just go here like it's what like the fuck? yeah literally <laughs> but what had actually happened was your man was in from our restaurant was talking to some other group of people yeah and the other guy butted in and pushed him out of the way and your man was having none of this and your man pushed him then your other man swung for him so we're sitting yeah. eating our dinner and these two boys that <laughs> with the menus are literally punching the head off each other out the front of the restaurants at the weirdest thing i've ever but it just shows you you know how far people will go. Like yeah. they obviously get paid for how many people they bring in and shit. Yeah. And you think how far probably most they, of their wage is probably based on yeah. commission coming in. And um, you think how far they've went. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to get a few extra people into the point where they've actually started digging the head of each other. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it is. It just shows like they will do anything for money. Um. But yeah, anything, anything else you have before we wrap it up?
0: Before we close off, what's the last, what's the first country you're going to go to when the world's normally? Oh. You pick anyone. i not saying like won't, won't make sense or yeah. pick any country.
1: Oh, the fir- mm. That's a really hard question. Morocco. Because we Morocco. Were, I was meant to go to Morocco before. That's that another place happen. where
0: I could have ticked the box. Didn't. And Shit probably yourself. subsequently
1: yeah. regret it now. What about
0: you? I would like to take Larn. my girlfriend off. I've been here. I've been on <laughs> watching Lauren the last few weeks in football. I fucking see all yeah. of that face. Um, I'd like to take my girlfriend She's never been to Russia. I like Russia. The, but yeah. like, do Russia like get the trans-siberian express yes. cross? But in terms of like individual travel, Iran, Iran, it's pretty high up there. Yeah, Iran, okay at The minute, yeah, Tehran, yeah. yeah, I know it's a guy that went three or four times. Like, pretty committed to going yeah. there. Like he enjoys it that much. It's, it has its problems.
1: Obviously, and, yeah, civil rights issues, but.
0: <laughs> but, just don't as go male, <laughs> but as a meal. But as a meal, yeah, you're all right. it's, yeah. it's actually a little yeah. bit different. So I will probably make use of my gender yeah the benefits in on that one because that's another country you don't know yeah what's going to happen in yeah. the
1: future yeah yeah no we were meant to go to Morocco beforehand with like a uni thing for like six yeah. days and the flight's only like a hundred quid round trip yeah yeah and obviously corona fucking it's very cheap to travel yeah that's what yeah. will we'll
0: close off on you can travel very you cheaply yeah. you can travel very cheaply maybe not immediately after corona but yeah. it's possible if you,
1: if you go the right times you pick the right places it's yeah. not expensive do you know what I mean Um, you get the right like you could easily go you could get a flight for 60 quid mm-hmm. like, and you could easily get a hostel for, like, in R- Krakow, our hostel was like 7 quid a night.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You could
1: stay there a week for what, 47 quid? Yeah. 49 quid. In some do really I mean?
0: shitty countries you can get a, ho- a good hotel for 12 yeah. quid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, do
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, Fucking 15 quid for a fucking 5 star hotel. But yeah, it is, you're right. Um, people just like, I would say last thing I would say is do not go to tourist traps either you know like going to like um, Benadorm, all that sort of stuff like yeah, it's nice get yourself but to Ukraine get yeah, yourself to fucking somewhere Canada. off the beaten track that's one you'll enjoy it more it's more of an experience it's more real and yep. it's cheaper as well yeah. do you know what I mean it's a lot cheaper you
0: get yourself to some of the smaller Eastern European countries especially yeah. all their cheapest chips yeah. mate, For nothing. and once you know ran or flies then at least that's how I got to Jordan yeah, so just go for it. So, if anyone's if anyone listens to this that's feeling motivated post COVID, just get in Skyscanner and fucking book yeah. something please,
1: yeah, go to Jordan eh, now, and yeah, then well, let us know, yeah, and
0: then I'll get my commission off the Jordan tours. Yeah. board. <laughs> you get a camel or something, <laughs> get <Forget> a few, <laughs> fucking right?
1: You get some more frankincense and merlin, um, <laughs> no more of that. <laughs> it's sticking, um, yeah, um, thank you very much, Josh. No problem, um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was a good a no good fun, um, yeah, hopefully, people more decide to go to different travel destinations rather than just ibiza do you know what i mean from this um yeah thank you very much for listening everybody um see you next time